Are you ready to connect with loved ones passed over? Welcome to the Dead People's Society podcast with your host, the internationally acclaimed medium, Suzanne Northrup, who has been chatting with dead people for over 30 years, written four best-selling books, and helped thousands of people worldwide connect with loved ones on the other side. During these compelling episodes, Suzanne will answer questions directly from her Ask Suzanne column, host special guests, including some dead people, and most of all, bring you closer into the world of spirit. It's like having a direct line to the other side. What will spirit tell us today? Let's find out. Hi, everyone. This is my October Ask Suzanne podcast, and uh, I'm going to answer a few of the questions here. But before I kind of do that, um, I think you already know this because I might have mentioned this last month that we are officially as of September the 22nd into the uh, fall equinox. And as you well know, fall is all about wonderful things like the leaves falling off from the trees and uh, the pumpkins being put out there with the gourds all around. And of course, the, the, the little ones, which by the way, a lot of big ones also as well, um, get to enjoy the whole thing of, of Halloween. Um, for those of you who don't know this, that, um, uh, that it's actually called Hollow Eve. And um, the reason it was called Hollow Eve is that during this particular time, when you had many, many, many of the um, uh, pagans, essentially the pagans, they were going out in, in the woods and, and doing all these ceremonial things um, right around this time of the year. And uh, a lot of them, it was connected to October and also what we call a Dies de Merito, Day of the Dead, because they really believed that there was a thin veil, dur veil during that particular time. So they would do all these sort of these ceremonies. So basically what happened is that the, the church, of course, found out about this and became extremely upset. So they decided to do an anti Hallow's Eve or Holy Eve, as, as, as it's pronounced technically, um, and, 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 and going against those those pagans and, 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 and the worship thing that they were doing out in nature, because that's really what, 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 all, what it was all about. And so they came up with kind of like Holy Eve or All Souls Day, which is actually, um, it's actually kind of the next day, it's actually November the 1st. But it was really all because the the pagans were, were you know, very, very connected to the earth and nature. Um, they believed that was the presence of God. And so what we have is that we had a whole thing from, from Halloween, which is Hallow's Eve, and it was like called the tricks and the treats. And part of the tricks and the treats were really all about that you you were, you know, you were being tricked by you might have been tricked by the spirit world or, or something to, to sort of that. So that's kind of where that that all sort of pulled in. Of course, we know the pumpkin is the major, major harvest of Halloween. And, um, and the jack-o'-lantern, which we know is connected to, to the pumpkins being all carved up and, and having the light in the middle. So it's actually, it's, it's actually um, a, a really, really cool holiday. I've personally, um, I would have to say it's probably close to one of not, not my only favorite holiday, but it's kind of right up there because I think what I've particularly loved about it is the whole idea of, you know, the dress up, by the way, and this is all been passed down through a lot of the, you know, the German traditions and stuff is that you can kind of be anything you want to be. 
And although we know there's a lot of emphasis put on witches, which of course, again, is all tied in with this pagan thing of, 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 of Halloween or of Halloween. Um, and, and by the way, Shaham, which is spelled S-A-M-H-E-I-M, was, was a uh, Irish culture also connected to much of the spirits at, sort of at this time. Something really, really kind of interesting if you're a history buff to kind of like look into. But in any case, that is the story of uh, of Halloween um, as we go into October, and it's like I said, it's a very fun month. It's kind of a wonderful month. I remember that I had a a, a dear friend of mine when her little boy was growing up. Um, she used to tell him that the fairies painted all the leaves, and that's how they kind of got that way. And, and he's of course now in his he's in his, his he's in his forties, late forties, uh, and, and and a dad now. Um, and he now tells that story to his just his little daughter. So there's a lot of wonderful things about the month of October, and and, um, and and it's a fun month. Like I said, it's, it's we're we're already into the equinox by that by this time, and it is it is the month of harvest. Although we know that many people have gardens and many things go go out obviously throughout the spring in the garden, but where there's a whole different you know harvest for the fall, and a lot of those are the pumpkins and the squash and those those particular um, vegetables. So, uh, so think about that. And uh, as, as you well know, anybody that lives anywhere near, and if you have not been anywhere near the Northeast during this time, um, you should certainly put it upon your bucket list because there's nothing more gorgeous. They also have some of that in, in Colorado and in the Aspen area uh, where there's, there's, there's turning of the leaves. But my opinion, and many of them will agree with me, um, you're going to find your greatest colors in the Northeast. I do think they have somewhat of a, of a um, changing of the, of the colors in the Northwest as well, but the real colorful ones are in the Northeast. So in any case, for those of you there, get out, go see them, um, sort of like check that out and um, you'll see what's going to be happening. So anyway, um, without further ado, I'm going to mention here quite literally that some of the September questions that were that were that were asked of me, and um, and so one was from Karen and she wanted to know her dad had said something upon his passing. He said I loved you and then he said something else but did not understand what he was saying. Um, unfortunately, Karen, this is kind of one of those questions that happens very very frequently, and um, we never quite know what they do say verbally. But what I want to sort of say to you is this: what I think is is, is even more important is not so much to wonder where he what he said because to be quite honest with you if you were supposed to know that you'd get it one way or another you'd get it through your dreams or you'd get it through some kind of messages of your dad coming through what i think is most importantly is that you just and, and that you have that you did hear those words of, of i love you and that's pretty pretty special so anything after that i would be i would think would honestly be hard be hard to top uh, because you did get those those special words from your dad. But if there was something else for you to be sold, I, I really believe if you were meant to be, you would have gotten it somehow in dreams from your dad or in another way you would have gotten some of those messages. But I certainly understand your your, your frustration and your upset um, because we certainly want to, we don't want to miss out on anything at, the, at that particular time. But like I said, um, I, I would say, I would hold those words really dearly if I love you. And then I would say like, okay, dad, if you, if you really need to save me something else, you know, visit me, give it to me in messages in my dreams or in a, in a way that I'll know that it's you. So, um, just keep it. Just keep your thoughts to that, Karen, and uh, and just know that you you be you be very very surprised the way that they do come to us, and they do come to us because not only is that that's their job, um, but it's based out of love. And your dad already kind of said that. So, so, so really really good. All right, now 
let's go here to um, the next person that we have who is, let's just see here. Um, I think it was, let me just see. Yes, it was, um, it was from Jean. Um, we lost underneath. I was wondering if you could let her know, let us know if she's okay. So, so the most important thing that I share with people with these kind of passings is this. Um, she is fine, probably in some ways more fine than you are, to be honest with you. You are the one that's in the more difficult place. And, um, and, and, I, and I feel like that what happens is that they do often visit us, give us messages, you know, right after they're passing. Um, sometimes we don't get them. Primarily is because of grief. Grief will always, always stop that connection, Gene, always. So I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I, can, I have no doubt in my mind that your niece is fine. And you just guys have to like try to open up your mind and your hearts and try to be in your center. And I know that that's really, really hard when we miss somebody so much we love so dearly. And uh, just listen, because you will get messages. You may not get them the way that you think you're going to get them, uh, but you will. And you need to tell her that, you know, hey, I, 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 you know, we, we really need to hear you. We love you and we miss you. And we need to hear you. So there's some way you can give us a message. Kind of not the same as what I had just shared about with Karen, but um, most definitely where uh, you would you would know without a question that that message was 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 given to you. So just sort of keep that in mind, and um, and and you just you just got to know <laughs> you got to know, and you got to like trust that you are being connected. So okay. Um, you listen to me in a podcast with grief and rebirth uh, and some of the dead people's society. Uh, hope you'll answer my questions. How can I know if my husband is still with me in spirit? Well, obviously your husband's in spirit if he's not here. That's number one. Um, is he with you? He's going to be with you because he loves you. Now, in saying all of that, that doesn't mean that he hasn't had to go on within his program. You know, we sometimes think in our heads that because somebody leaves the body, um, that they leave, and what they leave is their bodies, their essence, their pre their presence, their their energy, their love, their soul. That's the continuum, and it's sometimes very hard for us in, in a body, to be honest with you, to wrap our heads around that. But if you if you and I and I I try to be very honest and tactful, and certainly by no means. Um, uh, and, and insisting this to, to, to be strange to you. But if you are of a, of a religion sex, religious sect where you, you do bury the body and you bury the body um, in a casket, um, I, I would assure you if you've seen that person, you'll know that their soul's not there. And uh, if you've ever had the privilege of watching a soul leave the body, you'll also know that, that, that literally it's like we leave that house, that house no longer serves us. And this is particularly the case for, for your husband. Um, I have no doubt that he wants to know, have you know that of his love still for you and he's still around you. Um, and you'll see him again. That's the wonderful part about knowing that they go on and we go on with them. So keep that in mind, Wendy, because I, I know so much he would really, really, really want you to know that. So, okay. Um, this is from Lillian, and she wants to know, um, since she lives overseas before signing up for a private reading, I was wondering if you also do a phone or over Zoom. As a matter of fact, Lillian, um, I've been doing phone sessions 
over the phone for, from, from probably from the beginning of my practice, like 35 years ago. Uh, however, with the advent of Zoom coming into our lives, um, the last since, since, since the pandemic, to be honest with you, um, that's all I've been doing is Zooming. So you will not have any issue about that whatsoever. And, and I, it's interesting, one of the things that I kind of I personally have learned about in relationship to it is that it seems to be kind of nice for people because on some level you do get the visual, uh, which you don't get obviously by a phone session. And um, I seem to think that that's, that seems to have worked a lot for people. And the other kind of wonderful thing about it is that, you know, if you have family members and they live elsewhere, you can all be on the same Zoom call together. You know, I've had families, one in Connecticut and one in California and one in Texas, and one in Hawaii. And I think that was something that I sort of discovered with Zoom is that um, there, you, you weren't limited in terms of, you know, phys the physicality of where you were at, at, at the time of the connection. So I, I found that to be a kind of a, a really kind of a really, really interesting extra thing here for that. So um, yes, Lillian, you can have a Zoom session with me and um, not to worry. All right, um, I'm gonna do one last one here. This is from my friend, Nancy. Um, she wanted to know if I could speak on past lives. Well, that's a really long topic of conversation. I actually did a, a podcast on this, or actually, I'm, I'm sorry, a webinar on past lives. Um, I think it might've been, yeah. It might have been last year. You might want to go to my webpage and check it out. I'm pretty sure it's still up there, um, and I'm positive I still did it. But anyway, you know, there, there's there's a whole lot of different levels, Nancy, in relationship to past lives, um, and 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 I and I can't tell you the specifics. But what I will tell you is that there are past lives that connect to this lifetime. There are past lives with people that connect through this, this lifetime that we had in another lifetime that we're either doing a continuing or doing a finishing up, or they have chosen to come back into our life this way, sometimes in an adversarial way, so we learn. Um, and it's, it's a really interesting to learn uh, with a difficult person in your life who is your family member, for example, and um, they've chose to come into this situation in, in a difficult way for you, but for your learnings of your souls. So that is definitely one thing that I know that does occur and happens quite a bit in relationship to the past lives. Um, so that's kind of like one thing to, to think, keep in mind. I, I do believe that, that people come into our lives throughout our life for different reasons. Um, not all of them might've been a past life connection, but some of them might've been a past life learning uh, as we come into this lifetime. And I've explained a lot more of this in detail, um, obviously in, in a couple of my, book, my books, but, but the one thing about the past lives is the past lives is connected to a, the, the, the soul that was connected from that lifetime. And what the soul learnings are from that lifetime that would be necessary for this particular lifetime will pull into. Um, the personality, the personality of Nancy, um, as sweet as Nancy is, will never exist again. However, the learnings that Nancy had as the personality will go. So you have kind of like the personality go into a soul bank, and then you have the, the, soul, the soul lifetimes go into a bank. And we pull them out in, in, a, in a time in our life when that's needed to be for us to learn or grow. Um, there are, I do believe there are also people who don't necessarily have past life people in their lives, and they've chosen that for a reason. So we, you know, since we, you know, we draw up the uh, blueprint, so to speak, for our, our soul's process, for our soul's learning. Uh, we, we, we're the one that, that are sort of like, you know, the captains of our ship, as I say, the masters of our souls that make those sort of those decisions. So that's just kind of like a, a simple way of, um, 
of talking about it. But um, what I will tell you is that um, it, it does exist. Um, I've done a lot of work with, with uh, Brian Weiss and um, he, he's, he, he does a lot of work on past life regressions. And I use these, in my experience, people that, um, okay, I hope that we didn't cut off at that last one. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, I usually am really good about putting my phone on mute um, today for some reason, I didn't. So anyway, um, that was it. We were wished about coming to the end anyway. So happy October to everybody. And um, I hope that helped a little bit, Nancy, with the past life stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's not such a, you know, cut and dried thing, like any, nothing else in, in the process of our, our soul's learnings are, is. And uh, this is just another one of those natures. So take care, guys. Um, thank you for checking in with us, Suzanne. Of course, we'll be back again with you next month in the month of October, November, when we start doing all the beginning of the holiday stuff. So please take care, be well. And as always, I hope everything you want may be yours. <laughs>